0: Sup guys, we have a great episode for you this week. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to record this one. Um, the fraud Angeles Clippers blew a three-one lead earlier this week and did not put up a fight in Game Seven. Unbelievable! You hear you'll hear Rafa and I discuss that later. Um, Mostly. We will, dis- <laughs> 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 we will discuss our conference finals predictions and thoughts so far as well. And the All-NBA teams that were released earlier this week. As always, I'm joined by Rafa Squill. Sup? My name is Carlos Sukia. Welcome to the Got Next Podcast.
1: Alright, so we're going to start off by talking about the Clippers <laughs> blowing a 3-1 lead... <laughs>
0: Sorry <laughs> for
1: No for for those of you who aren't looking at Carlos right now, he had his mouth his hand over his mouth for the last ten seconds because he's dying to talk about this. If you don't hear my voice <laughs> for the next five minutes, this is why. I'm le- I'm gonna just let you go.
0: <laughs> just go. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know where to start about this series, man. Like the clippers <laughs> I mean f- to follow the warriors they blew a 3-1 lead <laughs> <They> b- <laughs> <laughs> Man like we were like we, had, we we recorded twice last week thinking they would win only for us to look like <laughs> 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 The Nuggets actually came back and won The Clippers are frauds man oh my god Oh yeah the Ko co- 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 Paul George choke, Doc Rivers choke, that whole team choke, that franchise choke. They trade all. Tell us how you really pieces. feel. <laughs> they trade all those pieces where Paul George and Kawhi and what they have one year left of them, and they yeah, and they don't have the a conference until 2027. Vitals. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I, none after, of this is getting I, I, edited, I, by the way. None of it.
0: Like, the last three games played out the exact same way. The Clippers build the lead, then the Nuggets come back in the third quarter, and the Clippers just fold. They fold each game. They folded earlier and earlier. Game three, they were still within. They were still in the game. Game five, sorry, they were still in the game. Like, what with two minutes to go, but then game six, they were down twenty with like three minutes to go. In Game 7, they were down 20 with, like, what, 6 minutes, 7 minutes, 8 minutes? Like, I don't know, man. And what what was worse was they were just blowing layups. It's not like the Nuggets were playing lockdown, lockdown defense. The Clippers mm-hmm. were getting layups and open threes, and, and they were missing them. Oh, yeah. And, and at one point, J. Michael Green blows a wide open <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Like, I... I guess the basketball gods saw how cocky they acted all all season long, and the karma, the basketball karma, just it paid off. It paid off in the last three games. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I couldn't believe it. while it was happening before. Like I after before each game, I was like, "Clippers are gonna win today. Clippers are gonna win today. Clippers are gonna win today." They were, down, they were down 13 in the fourth quarter of Game 7. I still thought, oh, the Clippers are going to come back. They couldn't score with Jokic on the bench. <laughs> they were getting stops, but they, were, they couldn't score. Oh it, Man, the Clippers are frauds, man. I don't know. <laughs> I actually talked for five minutes. Yeah.
1: When I, what when did I you said think? you weren't going to hear my voice for five minutes, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, like I have. I feel like you're not done. Keep going.
0: No, no. Uh, I, I, I'm just like I think the biggest thing that sucks for me was the whole season. Everyone is building up. Oh, it's gonna be the battle of L.A. in the Western Conference Finals. The Cl- the Lakers are there. They're waiting for the Clippers. And the Clippers don't show up. Oh, uh, I, I was like ready, ready to fire like jokes. Oh, the matchup I'm waiting for most in the series was the. Was not LeBron versus Kawhi, but it's going to be Marquise Morris versus Marcus Morris. But I can't even make that joke now. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, it's it's quite. It was quite. It's uh, at the end of the day. I think the Clippers. I think the karma caught up to them. They were unlike like every, everyone besides Kawhi was talking shit all season about how oh we're gonna. Re- they were playing all over confidently. I think Pat Bev said they were going to run the, where they were going to own the Western Conference for five years. They're not even. They didn't even get the second round. And they blew a three one. The oh, I, I, this we can keep going in circles. In this, um,
1: you can keep going in circles. <laughs> yeah. On this. What did
0: you? Th- what I did haven't you th- spoken in five minutes. Uh, one more thing I want to say is this is like the biggest tease F- tease since. <laughs> Since we got, since we were robbed of LeBron and Kobe in oh, two thousand nine, yeah. uh, shout out Josh Eberle for pointing that out first. I saw on Twitter. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, total disappoint, total collapse, and disappointment by the Clippers. I mean, nothing. Not to take away from the Nuggets, they played great, but the Clipper, the Clippers, like this might be the worst collapse. Worst, may this might. I, I don't know what do you think. This is probably up there with the Warriors in twenty sixteen.
1: Oh, dude, I think it's way worse than 2016. Because <laughs> at least the Warriors were in the finals. They were and... in all
0: three games. Like, they were... Actually, no, Game 5, they weren't, they weren't close. No, they weren't. Game 6 was close.
1: Game 7 was close. And it came down to a Kyrie game winner and a LeBron block. Like, um, and at least the other team that the Warriors lost to was a legit title contender. And in the finals, the Clippers Look. blew a lead to a team that they should have steamrolled.
0: They, they were steamrolling them for four games. Which
1: they were steamrolling them, right? Like, um, but just to kind of um, highlight some of the points that you made, yeah, like the Clippers did, and it was the same thing with the Lakers too, but in a way different, that the Clippers were behaving like they had already won a title. Like they were a team that they thought they could flip a switch and clearly they couldn't. Um
0: no, because you, you point, have to you, Sorry, you pointed out last ahead. week, right, that they played with a switch and you said that if they keep playing with the switch, they they might just flip it off, and that's exactly what they did in the fourth quarter. Yeah,
1: yeah, there you go. Um yeah. And I think that this the Clippers losing is kind of a, a good lesson to all of us in the way we look at NBA teams, because obviously I had the Clippers winning the whole thing at the start of the season. And mm. even coming into the playoffs, I thought the Clippers would win the whole thing. And I think that because their on-paper talent was so great, like they had an MVP candidate in Kawhi, solid role player, not role player, but a second, Star. second guy in Paul George. And they had two legitimate six-man candidates. So like that offensive firepower. And then once they got Marcus Morris, it's was like, oh my God, that's just another defender. That I don't see how the Lakers can beat them. But the more you think about it, it's like, The on-paper talent was great, but we really ignored some things that were really, really glaring. No one wanted to talk about because we thought their talent would overcome it. They had no room protection. None of their bigs were good at covering much ground. So help defense was going to be a problem. Um, They have tons of great on-ball defenders, but they are not strong help defenders. Specifically, Morris, Kawhi, and Pat Bev. Great on-ball defenders don't really do much when the guy they're guarding a weak side guy yeah and we saw that with denver's cutters like Jokic tore them up with his passing um doc rivers being and i get like having funky lineups because you didn't have like a solid healthy roster all year but it's like in the closing minutes why wouldn't you play a mobile a small lineup with pat bev pg Kawhi, morris and jermichael green that's like your most mobile um, the switch lineup that yeah. could have actually switch everything. You might have actually been able to guard Jokic without double teaming him, so you don't get burned with cutters and stuff. And yeah. apparently, the advantages that we thought the Clippers did have were not as great as we thought. Obviously, Paul George had a poor playoffs, and Pandemic Lou P, Will, <laughs> Pandemic P, and Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. Like that pick and roll was largely absent. Montrez Harrell didn't look that good. Lou Williams is a poor defender. He got taken advantage of.
0: Jokic stuffed uh, Harold multiple times. Yeah, series. I
1: mean, if you think about it, Montrezl Harold's not a big guy. He's a, he's, he's a center. He's a big, but not. He is. We all knew this at the start of the year. He's not a good defender. Yeah, and he made improvements this year. I'll give him that. But is he even fifty percent of Jokic? Or sorry, Gobert? No. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. So you know, I think this is a good lesson for all of us like just because you're on paper talent is great doesn't mean that you're this great team, right? And that's where I think the Lakers and the Clippers separate themselves.
0: Yeah, the um, the, the whole the whole uh, see, the whole season everyone was the narrative around the Clippers was they couldn't they didn't have like good on on court chemistry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it was always like, "Oh, you know, they never got to play together enough." And once they got, when they start get to play, once they get, once they get to start playing together a lot, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. <laughs> they kept saying it and saying it, and the playoffs kept drawing closer and closer. Yeah. And they never got that on on court chemistry that's needed to win a championship. That's the yeah. one big difference I think between the Lakers and the Clippers. The Lakers definitely showed that on that on court chemistry yeah. when they were playing really well. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah.
1: I think the Lakers know exactly who they are, and. Um, because they know how, they, who they are and how they play, and understand what is expected of them. And it doesn't seem like the Clippers were totally comfortable with everything. Um, obviously, I want to give credit to the Nuggets, but we're going to talk a lot more about the Nuggets when we talk about the Western Conference preview. So I'll leave it for then. Um, is there anything else you want to add with this, with the Clippers blowing the 3-1 lead? Did you get everything out?
0: <laughs> I'll link this in the, in the notes. Uh, Lillard... Was tweeting was sub was tweeting at Pat Bev uh, and the Clippers along with uh, CJ after the game. It was hilarious. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, one thing about Pat Bev is like he keeps he keeps talking this big game, but he talks. He plays too much. twenty minutes and falls out. Yeah, overrated. He's defender. a guy who's overrated defender. I didn't think he should have been in the All NBA defense. To be quite frank. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no,
0: it's, it was more obvious in the playoffs
1: yeah because he just keeps fouling it's like dude you need to settle down yeah exactly <laughs> and he Rem- talks
0: so much for someone who doesn't do anything and
1: yeah yeah and um i saw a funny thing where he he was trash talking steph at one point and he was like the next five years are gonna be mine and the, and steph was like
0: aren't you 31 <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's what i was referring to earlier in the fight run yeah Oh my God! He yeah. just he, he talks, talks too, too much to shit. shit. Same
1: thing with Marcus Morris. They, he talks too much and can't really back it up. They, they didn't, didn't back remember it up in. At yeah, remember in Game Five where he was like, "Get ready to oh, bring your ass home." And
0: yeah, he tried to Paul Millsap and Paul Millsap. Bur- let- he burned you. <laughs> yeah, he helped Nug- the Nuggets stay in the game, and then Jokic and Murray closed the mouth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, one more thing I want to talk about was Doc Rivers. I didn't realize this, but he has coached many teams with three three one and three two leads in this career, blown and it. Yeah. blowing it, blowing them. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he has his reputation as a great coach in the league. Yeah, I it's more and more evident that's probably not the case. It's probably he's definitely a good coach.
1: I think he's a good people coach. He doesn't seem to be a solid X's and O's guy. Yeah, and it was really obvious when you were double teaming Jokic, the best passing big man, the NBA has ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jeff Van Gundy was saying we should they should they were only they should only double team when Jokic wasn't expecting it. That's what they did in exactly um, the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Um, it worked for a while. Like I was watching the game from the start. And the double teams like surprised Jokic early on, but then he knew it was coming, so he knew what when to look, where to look and you yeah, just sure. slice them up for the rest of the game and Doc didn't change the strategy once he figured it out. Yeah, I mean, the,
1: the Nuggets have this basic strategy of if someone comes to help, the guy whose defender left cuts to the basket. And Jokic will find him. They've been doing that all season. That, you should know that by game seven.
0: <sighs> yeah. Man, what a piece mm-hmm. this team is. The Clippers are frauds. And I like Kawhi, Is but there... he choked, man. Anyway. So they all choked.
1: Okay, so that's that. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. So um, a lot of people are giving Kawhi a lot of crap online. And rightfully so. Did he have a good seventh game?
0: Absolutely Terrible. not.
1: He absolutely choked. But people are saying that he was a huge choker. And until game seven, that really was not the case.
0: No, he was the most consistent player. He performer. played,
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had. Did he have the one bad game when the Nuggets won game two? Yeah, sure. But everyone has bad games. He was he a stud in game five and game six in the fourth quarters? So yeah. What did he score like uh, nine points in the game six fourth quarter and what sixteen in the fifth? In the fifth game,
0: I, I don't know the stats on that, but probably. I mean, I remember he was just, I,
1: I don't, he was the only I don't one know scoring. the exact stats, but he was the only one scoring. So. Can you put game 7 totally or losing the series totally on Kawhi? No, I don't think that's fair. Did he make a lot of mistakes? Yeah, he didn't he shot poorly. He was really poor weak-side defense. Yeah, he has he he made a lot of mistakes, but it's not like he didn't he was unclutch. Was he unclutch in game 7? Yes. But he, he was, was, very he was
0: pretty Zero He points was the very force.
1: very damn good the rest of the time. He was I good. think that the Kawhi slander was too much.
0: Yeah, I think the the worst part for of the Kawhi slander, slander, from my point of view, is people are people, particularly LeBron fans, are using this choke of Kawhi to invalidate his run last year, which doesn't make like oh, he needed he needed the Raptors as much as the Raptors needed him. Kind of true, but that doesn't mean like he that doesn't that doesn't discredit him as like the best player of the in NBA last year, and probably most of this year, but. I feel like
1: this one bad game of Kawhi's doesn't disqualify him from being the best player. It's not like th- the difference between what happened here with Kawhi is very different than what was happening with Giannis. There yeah. were no weaknesses that Kawhi was exploited, right? Like, the Nuggets did not exploit Kawhi's weaknesses.
0: He was just missing shots, to be honest. I feel like he, he missed a few layups. He missing exhausted.
1: He, was missing yeah. well, he looked threes. exhausted. Yeah. It's not like they stopped him in game five or six or any other game besides the one bad game he had, which was really him just having a bad game.
0: Yep. I expect Kawhi to come back strong next year. I don't know about the rest of the Clippers, though. Um, it's okay. Any other thoughts on the Clippers before we move on to the Western Conference preview?
1: Uh, no, I think we talked about all the million and one things that we needed to. And also, I think... I hope you've finished your rant, so...
0: Yeah, no, I'm good, man. <laughs> Let's move on to the Western Are you, region. though? I'm pissed.
1: Even in November, I'm still going to be hearing a Clippers blew a 3 1 lead. <laughs> no, this is going to be a new thing. Like the Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors must be so thankful right now that the Clippers did this.
0: If we got, I, Let's move on to the Western Conference Finals. Um, a matchup we did not expect? Yeah. The Lakers versus the Nuggets. Um,
1: that's weird to say. Yeah, it's the well. Western Conference Finals: the Lakers versus the Nuggets. I feel like I'm in 2009.
0: That was the last time they met. Uh, Kobe versus yeah. Mello uh, But today, this round, we get what? Davis versus Jokic and LeBron mm. versus Murray. I don't know how we should match them up because they're not playing the same positions. But yeah,
1: yeah. Those well, are that's the- going to be something we talk about is matchups.
0: Yeah. If the last two series did not happen, I would have thought this would be a pretty easy series for the Lakers. But I cannot mm-hmm. count out the Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts? I obviously, Game 1 played earlier. But what were your thoughts prior to Game 1? Uh, what did you think would happen in the series?
1: I mean, coming into Game 1, um, I thought that the Nuggets would have a difficult time guarding the lakers particularly anthony davis lebron obviously yeah but you know um anthony davis was going to be a big problem just because his posting up there's a way to deal with it from the nuggets perspective but his role gravity his cutting his um ability to take you off the dribble is just like you either play Jokic at the four, or Jokic is guarding him, or you have to put Jokic somewhere to hide him. And no matter what, Anthony Davis is going to take apart whoever is guarding him. And there's just no solid way that a the, like single coverage is not going to do it. And um, okay. the Nuggets are going to have to scheme here a little bit. Um, what are what are you, by <laughs> that, Teddy? <laughs> yeah, sorry.
0: If you guys hear a it's dog, all good. it's ten. It's my. If you guys like, hear a dog? That's yeah.
1: It's Carlos's dog. Uh, but what what are your initial thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much the first thing was from the Nuggets' point of view: how are they gonna guard LeBron and AD? Because I mean, you could probably like I don't think they have anyone who is like they don't have a Kawhi Leonard, obviously, who could guard LeBron pretty like straight up. And as you mentioned, Davis. So like. It doesn't really have to be a team effort to to guard the Lakers and the Nuggets. I feel aren't like the the great the best defensive team. So I feel like the Lakers could really not. exploit that <laughs> prior to game one. That was the big concern for me from the Nuggets' point of view. But from the Lakers, uh, I knew they're. They, I know they're a good defensive team. So and I trust Vogel to scheme well against Jokic. But yeah, I was wondering whether or not they would continue to play small ball like they did. In the with Rock, the Rockets series, or if they would decide to play JaVale and Dwight, yeah, this series, yeah. Um, I mean, those are two good options against Jokic, but it, it that was a good thing. That's a good thing from the Lakers' point of view. They had a lot of options, they could either go small with Davis at the five and, and still guard Jokic effectively, well, yeah. or they can go big and guard and still, yeah. not lose too much.
1: I, I did figure that they the Lakers would want to go small. Um, but with one slight adjustment. uh, Because Jokic is the best player in the Nuggets, they might actually play JaVale, and in particular, Dwight Howard, which is what happened Mm. last night. Yeah. Because obviously Jokic could beat up JaVale, but he probably couldn't do the same thing with Dwight. And clearly Dwight gave him some problems last night, although some of it was from the referees. (laughs) Like, Like Dwight was basically like putting his elbow in Jokic's face, and Jokic got called for the foul every time.
0: Yeah, those two, those two offensive foul calls on Jokic were...
1: They were, questionable they were pretty to dumb. And it's like, yeah, and it's like, if you're Jokic, you can't let Dwight Howard um, bother you like that. He's going to, like, try to do things to piss you off, but um, it's, it's tough when the referees are letting Dwight do that, too. Um, but yeah, I think just the matchups here are, again, weird. I mm-hmm. think, for once... The Nuggets actually, the, the Lakers' opponent actually has someone that somewhat take care of LeBron. It's Jeremy Grant, and we saw it last night. Yeah. Every time LeBron came in, Grant went in. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty solid matchup. I like Jeremy Grant a lot, but it's like after that, who else? It's like Gary Harris, nah. Toy Paul Craig, Millsap, nah. Paul Millsap, nah. old. <laughs> we might get some uh, PJ Dozier. Ooh, he's a solid defender, strong guy. We might get more of him. But I feel like with LeBron, you got to zone him and just let him beat you with a jump shot. Just give him, Just be like, LeBron, take 12 threes. I don't care. If you beat us with that, shake, shake his hand and move on.
0: They, they can't let him have the game he had last night where he was yeah. setting up for everyone.
1: He only scored exactly. 15,
0: but he had 12 assists.
1: Yeah, I mean, LeBron is a dangerous passer. So I would give him space to shoot and close off the driving lanes, but not hard because he can kick it to a shooter. Or you let that happen and you just close out to make sure that they don't drive. Yeah. You let, you let the Lakers beat you with shooting.
0: Yeah, um, in which they're, and not, then, they're
1: not the best shooting team. <laughs> exactly. So, I would almost play zone with everything. But when AD has the ball, I would double him and make him a passer. Because he's not a strong passer.
0: Oh, I didn't think of, of the Nuggets playing a zone. That would be interesting to see. Yeah, I think they should play a zone. And let be the, best the Lakers way to beat them pitch. with shooting.
1: It would be a good way yeah. to hide Jokic and prevent some of the stuff that AD and LeBron do. Is it easier said than done? Yeah, obviously. LeBron and AD are two of the most dominant players in the NBA. But I think that's something you should try, at least. And I think that's an mm-hmm. adjustment Mike Malone should go to with Game 2.
0: Prediction time prior to Game 1. What was your, what was your uh, prediction before Game 1?
1: Well, prior to Game 1 and after the second round series, I might give. I'm going to give the Nuggets honestly, five or six games still. But hard-fought games. Interesting. And I think it's going to be more of like what I my early prediction with the Raptors and the Nets, although that was wrong, that the Nuggets obviously are, again, outmatched. And it's a little different because the Lakers know who they are. Um, I think it'll be a tough five, maybe six-game series, but I don't see the Nuggets beating the Lakers as great as they've been in the playoffs.
0: So you... They're going to play their first non-seven game series in the last two
1: years. Yes. Oh, huh. That's true. Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's wild. the The Nuggets don't know don't know that series go shorter than seven games. <laughs> yeah. Since last year, uh, that's why. That's I. I was I'm, like, as much as game one was like a blowout for the Lakers. I still don't. I'm still cautious to you know think this is gonna be a short series. Um, yeah. Even though the matchups are for, I think the again like the previous series, the Lakers are the better team. Yeah, um, let's
1: avoid recency bias for sure. Yeah,
0: Uh but I think what will happen is the Lakers will go up three one, and then the Nuggets will come back. <laughs> it's you almost
1: want the Nuggets to intentionally do that.
0: <laughs> the series doesn't start for them until they're down three one. Until
1: they're down three <laughs> one. No, but I'm uh
0: I uh well, I think that actually like I was kind of was joking that it would, it would be that the Nuggets had win in seven, but I'm not gonna count them out. I still think they're gonna like Jokic and Murray really shown they fight, man, and they, they the the team fights as a whole. Oh yeah, yeah. So, they
1: they've earned my respect, for sure.
0: Yeah, so my my my, my pre series prediction was uh, Lakers in seven. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um okay. I mean, in the first and the game one didn't really change that for me, even though the Lakers blew up blew, blew them out. Um their defense is really good though, uh to be fair in the third third quarter and sec- second and third quarters in particular. Mm. Uh but I expect the Nuggets to bounce back. Um what do you think of that game one uh yesterday for this
1: morning? Game one. Um I think that's a a good example of the refs taking too much control. Like yeah. That second quarter where the Lakers shot 24 free throws, that's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: that was crazy. Um,
1: Tony and Brothers like, and
0: Scott Foster should never ref together.
1: No, no. And, like, some of the stuff Dwight Howard was doing, again, like Dwight Howard was doing to Jokic, just like, you either just let that go or that's not an offensive foul, Jokic. It's just not. Like, Howard is the one instigating everything. It's just... And some of the, the calls on Jamal Murray, too. It's just like, are you trying to let the Lakers win? It's too yeah. much.
0: It's It sucks because like, it takes away from the Lakers' performance that we have to talk about the refs. Yeah, but and I mean, they the definitely played they well. De- they definitely affected the game. Um, yeah. They, like, Davis had to go- destroyed them. Yeah, Davis played so well. Another note about that game. They didn't show a lot of highlights of Davis, even though he scored 37 points. It was quite strange. It's because all of them were
1: like, yeah. Well, all of them were like, I feel like most of them were assisted. But again, that's like Davis's superiors. That's his strength. he is just this all-time level off-ball player. Like, he's the big man equivalent of Klay Thompson, which is not a bad thing in (laughs) any way. Finishes your plays, yeah. He finished, like, that lineup where LeBron's out of the game and Rondo's in... How many times did Rondo just throw the ball near the rim and Davis caught it? Dude, Rondo
0: has also been playing
1: really well. He's been playing really well, but like, Rondo's elite, his only elite level skill at this point is his passing. And he's the perfect person for it. Yeah. Like, he just, he literally doesn't even have to throw it accurately. He just throws it near the rim. And he knows no one is going to get that ball but
0: Anthony Davis. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that uh, Thinking Basketball video on Anthony Davis earlier this year basically called him the greatest lob finisher of all time
1: it's hard to argue it's it's showing he is anthony davis really is like the elite level version of amari stoudemire
0: Mm. which is a great thing Amari like
1: took it to tim duncan yeah he could play defense so um all right we've talked about this for a long time it's already been 30 minutes um (laughs) anything do you want to add anything before we move on to the east
0: Mm. No, I just I just hope the refs stay out of the game. We had a really good first quarter game, yeah, one. and then they just they there was a free throw parade for the Lakers in the second quarter, and
1: yeah, it was ridiculous. It was
0: it was it was not fun to watch.
1: To be no, it, honest. it was. Kind of I boring, don't know why the Lakers are all,
0: the Lakers are in all these games that are not fun to watch. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah,
1: Boston game seven. I called it. I I, I knew I it. I got it
0: wrong. That's.
1: <laughs> Go. That's in fairness, game seven can go either way. So no, but um, I, all right.
0: I preferred the Celtics, though, being here than the Raptors. So
1: hundred oh, <laughs> percent. Um. All right. But yeah. So that
0: sets up. Um, that sets up uh, Miami, Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: This is like a throwback to like 2012 or something. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Although only this time. This time I like both the Celtics and the Heat last time this happened I did not like the Heat because obviously for those of you who don't know I'm not a big fan of LeBron Um,
0: no he's not the big fan he's a hater
1: uh, yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like I I was I've been a fan of Miami since like I started watching the NBA because D-Wade was my favorite player and then when Spo, or fellow Pinoy got the coaching job like I couldn't I can't not support him. Um, and then, obviously, living in Boston, I'm a Celtics fan. So you know, whichever way this this series goes, I'm, I'm I'll be happy.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm re- leaning towards the Celtics side, but either like I think either team will give the whoever comes out of the West a good a good fight in the finals. Excuse me. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're
0: good edit it
1: out we'll cut some of this out yeah yeah um all right so now to get into it i really didn't see the celtics and the and the the heat being here but yeah so i haven't had as much time to really like think about this but these are if you think about it it's two teams that are really great on both sides of the ball and it's gonna be really interesting because um obviously the heat plays somewhat small they have a traditional center but otherwise they're relatively small um would you so say looks ba- like center's would
0: you say Bam is a traditional center
1: uh in that he's not like a stretch center right. is what i mean he's still he's not like a, a-
0: wait how tall is he
1: what he's
0: 610 uh, short center 69
1: he's a short center oh wow well I mean he's he's a beast. So his athleticism probably and anticipation make up for it. Yeah. But I mean when I, when I say traditional center in that he's not stretch stretch five. Mm. But he does play a lot on on the high post. So I imagine that Grant Williams is going to get some time here cuz it's not like Dan, Daniel Tyson is mobile. Yeah. But Grant Williams is mobile too. So um I don't imagine enos Cantor getting a lot of time here although if he if Bam's gonna play at the top of the key, and the rim protector is not gonna be there anyway. This might be a good series for Enos Kanter.
0: Yeah, I mean even to play. He played very, very little minutes, I think, in this Raptor series. So mm-hmm. I think, it, yeah, I think Brad will definitely um, play him just to see what the rap the, the Heat throw at him, because he's still yeah. a very reliable post scorer. But it's, the question is whether he'll be. He'll definitely get picked on a yeah. defense, but we'll see if he can keep it up. Uh, keep up with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think the big the big factor for the Celtics is uh, Hayward might be returning. Uh,
1: yeah, so that's gonna be huge.
0: Yeah. So um, do you think um for me, what do you think what do you think the Celtics should do with him? Because my obviously Marcus Smart has been playing well in that role as a starter for now. Yeah. And Hayward will be coming off the ankle injury. Um, I feel like they should still yeah. keep Marcus at the in the starting lineup, but. Because especially yeah. with Hayward coming back, and I think it would give give the Celtics a good scoring punch off the bench.
1: Yeah, um, I would but agree with your... that. Um, mm. I do agree with that. Just because like Miami is going to have a huge scoring punch off the bench. Yeah, like Miami's depth off the bench is insane, and having Hayward coming back is going to be huge. And um, if Hayward comes off the bench, first of all, having Smart stay in the starting lineup. We'll provide them with a little bit more defense. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to ruin the chemistry of something that's been going really well for the Celtics for the last few weeks. I think yep. so, uh, Hayward off the bench is going to be huge. So I think they should keep smart in the starting lineup and Hayward is their six-man. Particularly, they, don't, they really don't have a lot of bench depth, the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that is their like big flaw here against the Heat. Whereas the Heat can bring Tyler Hero... Uh, Kendrick Nunn, and um, Andre yeah. Iguodala off the yeah. bench.
0: Duncan Robinson. You
1: know what I mean? They have...
0: Yeah. Just, Doesn't he start? Oh. Oh, wait. He might have. Yeah. yeah, he starts. My bad, my bad.
1: But, no, it's all good. I mean, that, that could be the difference here, is that when if the Celtics are going to play Tatum and Brown these huge minutes, um, that might be a detriment to the Celtics because then there'll be a fresh Jimmy Butler to guard them. There'll be a fresh Jay Crowder to guard them. There'll be a fresh Andre Gudala to
0: guard them. No, um, I think this Miami definitely has the has a deeper bench than the Celtics. So, how well Hayward plays is going to be huge for for Boston. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. also, um, I think Miami's been on fire from three as well. So it'll be interesting how yeah. the Celtics will defend that, and if the Heat can keep up their their good shooting because they got a lot of open threes against the Bucks uh, with their yeah. drop coverage. So I'm sure the Celtics will play that differently. Um, they won't, yeah. The 3s probably like, they won't be as open. So it would be interesting to see if people like Jay Crowder who throughout his career hasn't been a good shooter but is shooting yeah. 45% with the Heat. Um, it's
1: a miracle. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. It could be just a, a you know, um, shooting luck.
0: I mean, it's the whole Heat it's the whole heat season, right? Where I mean, this 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 time of the heat is like eleven or not eleven games, sorry, like yeah. thirty something games, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, he might he might regress. Is <laughs> the is the point there?
1: But we'll see. It's it's gonna be tough because um, even if Crowder doesn't hit these threes, like they still have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero who run who are so good off the ball, like. Miami just has so many weapons both on defense and offense and obviously the Celtics do too. They're just not as deep as the Heat are.
0: Yeah. I think this, will, this might come down again. Like Usually the best player, the team with the best player on the floor usually has the advantage. Uh, I asked you this yeah. question last time. Uh, but who do you think is the best player in this series?
1: <laughs> yeah. That is going to be so tough. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it for the Heat to win, it obviously has to be Jimmy Butler, and obviously for the Celtics, it has to be Jason Tatum.
0: Yeah, Kemba They're probably. Yeah, Kemba hasn't played, didn't play well this Raptors series.
1: That box and one really killed him. But,
0: yeah, um, and I wasn't
1: able to figure it out, so he was off, out of his rhythm, and that really kept the that really kept the Raptors in the series because they knew what they were going to get from Tatum and Brown. It's Kemba that really brought the Celtics down. Now I think that you know, if you think about the Heat roster, they have the perfect personnel to guard people like Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. Who's going to guard Kemba Walker? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's going to be a tough matchup for Goran Dragic. Yeah. Which, he's not a bad defender. It's just, that's going to be rather tough. And when it's not Goran Dragic, then who?
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, Dragic had a lot of minutes last series. Yeah. And we'll see if he can, if the Celtics can maybe play him off if Kemba is playing that yeah. well maybe they play a good dollar. Yeah. that's one-less shooter for uh, maybe for Miami on the floor.
1: Yeah. My the X factor for the Celtics is Kemba Walker, I think. If if he plays well, then I think the Celtics are going to might pull this one out because mm. um, I think Tatum and Brown are going to be limited by what Butler and all these guys are going to be able to do with them. This, the the Heat have a really solid and switchable lineup, and they have multiple guys to guard them, so driving lanes are going to be pretty tough, and they're going to get closed out on really hard on the three-point line. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be rather tough for Tatum and Brown. Um, so Kemba Walker and Gordon Hayward, to some extent, is going to are going to have to be really good for the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping the uh, Brad the Celtics come up with a scheme that kind of slows down the, the really good motion offense of the of the heat. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bucs clearly didn't do it as mentioned earlier. So, Yeah. That, I don't even know what
1: scheme, what scheme you have to, you can plan for other than you just gotta pay a lot of attention to everything. Because... You can't lose cutters the, and
0: stuff like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't lose cutters. You can't, it's you got to try to create some live ball turnovers because that's one thing with the way the Heat play is that they might be more prone to, to live ball turnovers because of the way they play, mm-hmm. um, and so that's a good way the Celtics can take advantage of it. Um, but there's not, I guess there there are some defensive schemes like they might be able to top lock Robinson and Hero, yeah, to start off off their pin downs from the wing to prevent them from getting open 3 is that'll leave you prone into back door cuts I, I don't know where you start like I think Brad Stevens
0: has to just experiment yeah I hope he has enough time to, to create the scheme <laughs> I think yeah yeah game 1 is on um, game 1 is on the 15th which is oh they have a few days to mm. rest so I think that's nice so that'll be Sunday. on Tuesday Monday Tuesday okay cool
1: so we got a little bit of time, so you know there's gonna be a lot of scouting and
0: they definitely need um, a break. <laughs> game one might,
1: yeah, game one might go to the Celtics because the Heat will now have been off for like a week.
0: It's always that yeah. That conversation is always like, this is the rhythm of the game seven of being a long series, keeping ready for game one, or is the rest really helping for game <laughs> one? So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, but as yeah, you see mentioned, how that plays out. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, in, when you're talking about the Heat. And I think our bucks when we we're talking about the Bucks and Heat, uh, the Heat will all will be prepared because of their mm-hmm. culture, the Heat culture,
1: <laughs> the Heat culture. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So
1: we know that they're going to be ready, and they've been frankly killing it in the bubble. They actually have looked like the best bubble
0: team. Going back to the best player question, because we didn't we didn't really have a definitive a definitive answer. For me, yeah, yeah. For me, I think I think it's got to be Butler who's the best player. Uh, he's the most consistent. I would agree. He's the most consistent mm-hmm. between... For me, it's between what? Butler, Tatum, Kemba, Bam, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, Butler probably is the most consistent. And he knows when to pick. He picks his spots, you know. He doesn't always yeah. have the high point game, but he knows when... If someone mm-hmm. else is going, he doesn't have to score. But then if no one else is going, he knows when to get get the buckets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: And, the, and the thing with Jimmy Butler, too, is that he knows like when it's time for him to lock someone down. Yeah. He's probably going to take it personally like... Every time Tatum scores, he's going to be like, oh, seriously? All right, let's go. And he's pr- going to do his best to lock him up. And obviously, the Celtics have a lot of weapons, but they don't have a lot of depth.
0: Yeah. But That's thing. I, like, re- I
1: think it's, it's a quality versus quantity thing. Like, the Celtics, I think, have better scorers, but Miami just has more scorers.
0: Yeah. And they can throw a lot of people at, at Brown and Tatum, as you said earlier. hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think for the Celtics to win, they, they, Tatum has to be the best player. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Kemba has to play better than he did in the Raptors series.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. For the, the Heat to win, um, they just have to get... They basically just have to keep with, keep doing what they're doing. Um, yeah. They got to keep making the right decisions, keep playing with chaos to find the open, open shots. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh do you want to do our predictions?
0: Prediction time. Ah, this is a tough so, one again. <laughs> with
1: Boston Toronto, I wasn't sure who was going to win and now I'm not sure who's I'm still not sure who's going to win.
0: Yeah. What do you think? I feel like it's another toss up cuz our conversations so back and forth. Like, I know, yeah. Again, it might come down to the depth of the heat, but yeah. I try, I, I, that didn't matter as much. Last The uh, last series. That's what I thought would put the Raptors over. Ooh, I'm hoping for another seven-game series. I know, this is
1: tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Let us gather uh, Yeah, no, we're both really hesitant
1: to say. I, I'll go first, I guess. Um, <laughs> my prediction is seven games. I'm going to go seven games for Miami. Because I think that the difference between... Your prediction for the last series was the Raptors' depth will put them over and the reason that I disagreed with it was because I just didn't think that the quality of their overall players and overall team on the offensive end wasn't going to be enough to carry them over the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Whereas the depth in this one because they just have so many deadly weapons on their starting lineup and off the bench that's this is where the depth will catch up to the Celtics and I think that Obviously, the Celtics have great quality. They're very top-heavy, and that quality yeah. will take them to a Game Seven. But when it comes down to a couple, like five points, like the two threes that extra threes that Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn might hit, or the extra steal that Andre Igu- Iguodala gets, could be the difference in a series.
0: Yeah, that makes so sense. So Heat uh, Seven. I'm gonna go out on a limb and that and say that Tatum will have a really good series. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Considering how much, All how, much right. like, how much we we gassed the Heat uh, wing defenders? This is probably a bold, a bold, uh, bold pick, bold prediction. Yeah, it so, really is. Uh, but Tatum really showed me something at Game Seven. He played so well. He played really. The Raptors well. are the, the the Raptors themselves are really good defenders. So um, that's so true. He, he can do it. He can do it, and. Yeah, I think he'll have a big series, but I still think it'll be a close one. So Celtics in seventh. Oh man. All right. Cool. Once again <laughs> we disagree. All right.
1: <laughs> but I think we do agree that whatever whoever comes out, it's gonna be like this close. It's razor thin.
0: Yeah, just like the last just like the Toronto Boston series, man. These yeah. These two teams are these two teams are pretty pretty well matched, I think. Yeah.
1: Um, oh. All right. Anything else we need to talk about with that?
0: No, just looking forward to this Eastern Conference Finals. You have yeah. Raptors, uh, Celtics in seven for me. Celtics in, heat seven. in seven for uh, you. We'll yep, see how it goes. I've
1: got goes. Heat seven. We'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, the Heat have gone up two nil um, against the Celtics, and um, I think a lot of I've seen on Twitter that a lot of people are already. Anointing the Heat as the Eastern Conference champions, and people are asking for Brad Stevens' like resignation or whatever, which is both what? an overreaction. No, I I actually saw this stuff. People were like, Brad Stevens is one of the worst coaches in the NBA. He doesn't make enough in-game adjustments. And I was like, that's how you know these guys aren't watching.
0: What? I, oh my yeah, god! Like, did
1: you not just watch that chess match between Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens? The adjustments. Yeah. Were awesome, one of the best series in in that regard we've seen in a while. So for sure, I don't know what these guys are watching. Now, did Brad Stevens get outcoached by Spo? Oh yeah, because the Heat yeah. employed a two three zone that just stifled everything.
0: Oh, man, they scored sixty points in the first half of Game Two and then like what thirty something in the second.
1: It was that zone, man. That was a big yeah. reason for it. They just couldn't figure out the two three zone and. What sucks about that is, like, that's a zone that we've been seeing uh, since we were seven. (laughs) And an NBA team could barely figure it out. Like, dude, uh, when we were in high school, Filipino schools only play 2-3 zone. Filipino (inaudible) pickup is only 2-3 zone. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, pickup is 2-3 zone. (laughs) It's nothing else. It's 2-3 zone, and that's it.
0: Yeah, that's one of the... That was one of the things that sucks about playing pickup in the Philippines. Two three zone sucks. Ah.
1: no, it's like an NBA team couldn't figure it out, and it's like I think one of the things they were trying to do is put Marcus Smart on like the elbow, the high post area, because that's the soft spot in that defense. Yeah, but Smart wasn't looking to attack. I feel like it should have been Jalen Brown or Tatum at that position.
0: Uh but yeah, it's it was strange because I feel like. We the Celtics have seen this zone like I don't know even when you we even since uh, the Isaiah Thomas days and they they up to now like it's still giving them trouble it's quite questionable yeah. but yeah um, I don't know if you watched the video of half court hoops about the about the Heat zone defense it looked it looks like there is a soft spot that the Celtics are like there are just a few minor adjustments that they can do to their zone offense that mm-hmm. will. Um, yeah, that will help them out. Uh, yeah, I mean they still lost both games pretty, and they they lost both games in a pretty close. Uh, fashion, it was close, so yeah, for sure. I don't think um, that it's panic mode. They could easily be up 2-0 no, themselves. No. Yeah.
1: Um, it did seem though last night that they were kind of discombobulated. Like there were a lot of times when the spacing wasn't right, and it looked like Marcus Smart was um like pretty upset on the court. Like it didn't seem like there were it seemed like there were times when the Celtics didn't know what they were doing yeah, it's really uncharacteristic for them
0: yeah i i think i guess they haven't faced a zone that w- that's so aggressive like having who i who's who's on the top of the zone I think it was Butler and I think at some point it was derek Jones sometimes. Butler right?
1: Crowder and derek Jones, yeah,
0: so those were two like really long wings, that's not normally what you find in the in the top of your two three, so perhaps that's why they were a bit um yeah. Discombobulated, and yeah, it clearly Marcus Smart was angry. Uh, Post game, there were reports oh, yeah. of the Celtics, you know, shouting it, having a shouting match in the <laughs> in the locker room. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think that will, how how do you think it will affect them in Game Three? Well, that could um, be like a collapse. It could go one of two ways, I, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> it could you
1: definitely be... either collapse them or. What I think will happen is that they just they just needed to... It was a clearly frustrating game for them. I think they needed to get that out, and you need to, like, wake up a little bit. They weren't sharp in that game, and I think that them having that shouting match may have been good, um, but you never know. I don't know what was said or anything, but they they kind of need to shape up and wake up a little bit. One thing I, I did want to say, though, is that, like... Um, we talked about last week who was gonna who did we think was gonna be the best player in this series? Was it gonna be Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler? Who do you think it's been?
0: Man, for the first what 45 minutes of game one, I was like, Yes, Tatum, Tatum's taking that yeah. step. And in the last three minutes, he was press he was pressing. Butler was the much and I know you 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 picked Butler. And Butler was the more composed player. Not, yeah. In, not only in game one, but in game two, he was make In game one, he was making scoring plays. I think he made a big three to to give the the Heat the lead for good in overtime. I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, a few clutch shots in game one, and in game He's two he made it. Yeah. He made that big steal and that save. That was awesome. That was an awesome save, by the way. For and, sure. Yeah. No, that that was an awesome save. Yeah, and that yeah.
1: like a Scottie Pippen level save.
0: I, I saw I saw a video. Where it compared it to Jordan's um, save, and I think against the Pistons. Then he does this reverse layup. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That was an that was, that was interesting, compar- interesting comparison. <laughs> but,
1: uh, it's a good comparison. That yeah. specific play is a good comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been Butler, man. Uh, even in Game 2 when he wasn't scoring a lot, he was still doing all the... He was still making winning plays, you know?
1: Yeah. So, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Has Jimmy Butler been the best player in the clutch? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, I Goran would Dragic? argue that the best players have been Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic.
0: Goran Dragic, he's played Until so well. Time.
1: Goran Dragic, um, very underrated player. Like he, his game is very suited for the playoffs. He can score from anywhere. He's still quick enough to get to the rim. He has a floater game. He has a mid-range game. He has a three, three-level scorer. He has good dribbling moves he's a decent passer like jimmy butler has taken 14 shots in the first game and 11 in the second game he is supposed to be your leading scorer and he doesn't have to be he he definitely doesn't what a luxury he's like he's taking a back seat because he knows he can i feel like um could he maybe be a little more aggressive sure but like the results the proofs in the pudding, like the, the heat have been awesome. And the but Celtics they... have not have no answer for Bam out of Like yeah. he just tore them up. In the first game with his passing, he had nine assists to cutters. And in the second game, like just that roll.
0: Yeah. How many rolling <laughs> pick and roll dunks did he have? Uh, At least four. Stevens was like really confused on how he defended. I think he put in Enos Cantor. <laughs> At one point, and yeah, the Enos catcher thing. I was like,
1: "Ugh, that's not the right move, dude." That didn't
0: work out. That didn't work out so well for for Brad. I
1: feel like he should have put Time Lord in, but anyway. Um
0: Robert Williams.
1: Yeah. Well, also on the Celtic side, Marcus Ray Allen Smart has been the best player. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: I I don't know what happened to him. He's shooting lights mm. out.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Um, I hope he doesn't go but cold. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the best players have been people we didn't necessarily expect. And that's the thing with the Heat. Like, they're so balanced. Yeah. And that's why they're winning. And the Celtics are really top-heavy. And when you take away Kemba and Tatum and Jalen, it's like, they don't Who have much left. Score?
0: Yeah.
1: This is where Hayward potentially returning is going to be huge. Yeah. But um, is he going to be 100%? He's
0: in the bubble. Uh, <laughs> he's Matthew, in the bubble.
1: And he's, his status for tonight is questionable. So, he might play.
0: You he know, might play, thing, but I don't think he will. One thing I didn't know, um, I was watch. I uh, one thing I didn't know, but I saw. I just found out recently. Um, he he's he and his wife are expecting. So if he does, if she does give birth, he he said he's gonna leave. So.
1: Oh, did she not give birth already?
0: No, not yet. So. Oh. If he leaves, uh, he if she does give birth, he's gonna leave and he'll probably miss a few games again. <laughs> Because of the quarantine yeah. and whatnot and not only because of yeah. the time missed but the quarantine as well mm-hmm. yeah. so that's it might, might be a week off for hayward yeah again. pretty much uh, but so hey uh yeah having hayward back would be huge for um
1: huge it would be huge um another
0: ball handler option for the celtics yeah yeah one um, thing I wanted, one thing I want to shout out mm-hmm. about Bam that we didn't mention was his fucking saving game-saving block in game one. Oh, that's true. Yeah, how could we oh not talk about that? Oh my
1: god, that's one of the best blocks I had ever seen. Like, wow, block. that is why Bam Adebayo is one of my favorite players. Like, that oh was, my god, that was an insane block. <laughs> insane block. Wow, like, I was I was blown away.
0: He came so quick. Like Tatum was open, and half a second later he wasn't.
1: I don't know how many guys in the NBA can make that play besides Bam Adebayo and Anthony Davis. I think the list stops there. Rudy Gobert, the the list stops at those three guys.
0: LeBron, maybe or from that year far seventeen. Luis LeBron, side, I don't, I don't, don't think... know.
1: Maybe thirteen. LeBron, but like currently in the NBA, yeah. Uh, LeBron's not that good of a rim protector.
0: Yeah, and they, Tatum already dunked on him, dunked on him two years ago. So
1: that probably the same result. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. But damn, that
0: block was insane.
1: That was a great block. Um, wow, gee, and it looked like, dude, if that was me, my wrist would have come off. That was <laughs> like, insane. The amount of force. Yeah, he was saying his wrist hurt after the dunk. <laughs> yeah, I think he said his hand
0: went numb. That's so crazy. Like, that's insane. Like anyone else would like, Tatum was just dunked right through his hand. Even yeah, if, anyone even if else, hand was yeah, anyone else, yeah. That's a dislocated finger and a slam dunk oh my for Tatum. God. <laughs> None of the Heat are up to o. Do you still think it will go seven for them, or? uh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. this is what happened with Toronto. Yeah, that's true. But
0: the Celtics have to win tonight, or else. It's none oh, yeah. of my predictions if are going. Night, or... it, it, it's over. the The Heat, the Celtics need to come. They need to win today. Yep. For Game Seven, for, sure. for seventh games to for happen. Sure.
1: Must. This is a must win. I think if I were Hayward, if he's like ninety percent, come back. Yes. You need, they need it. I hope you
0: yeah. wear hope an do ankle this. brace
1: and tape your ankle. Like do do what you need to.
0: The main the main news that we want to talk about this week is the all NBA teams. Uh, let me read them out for you before we start talking about it. So for the first team, uh, we have Giannis and LeBron at the forward spots, uh, Harden and Luca at the guard spots, and Anthony Davis at center for the first team. On the second team, we have. Uh, Kawhi and Pascal Siakam on the forward spots. Lillard and Chris Paul on the guards. And Jokic at center. And for the third team, we got Tatum and Butler for the forwards. uh, And Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook for the guards. And Rudy Gobert at center. Those are the teams. Um, There are a few things we want. I mean, you you mentioned earlier in your notes, you have like a, a, a couple pages on this. Uh what were your thoughts what were your what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on the all NBA?
1: First team, no arguments here. You know, I think that that
0: was my exact. First team, You got Luka um in, sorry, second go, team no, before the first team. You got Luka there yeah. in the first team? Yeah. In, okay. Who else would you it's pick It's hard there? it's hard because of the whole position thing, but I really think I really think Kawhi should be in the first team, but I mean, that's you can't have three forwards unless you put LeBron at as, as point guard. I don't know if, I don't know if the voters were allowed to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, the position thing, for sure. But, I
0: mean... If you can put Doncic at guard, you can probably put LeBron at guard. I mean, maybe. Yeah.
1: Um, this is, this, I guess that's part of the reason why the argument is to not have... Um, is to not have positions here. Because then you could argue that Luca's only in there for position. But, and while I did have Luca in there because of the guard thing, I could see Kawhi being in there
0: I I would put Kawhi over Harden maybe, mm. if that were the case. Not Luca. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe. But I think Luke, that Houston has a higher seed. Harden had to carry a lot more in the in the regular season when West, especially when especially in the bubble when Westbrook wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I would disagree with that, Luka. Oh, compared to Kawhi or Luka? Uh,
0: Harden versus um, Luca. Uh, I, I disagree with that, dude. Um, like the same Luka bro.
1: basically was <laughs> Dallas's offense. So is Harden. <laughs> he was the offense. Yeah, but at least Harden as Westbrook. It's not like Chris Stapps was like this elite-level all-star player. Hey, he was also um,
0: banged up throughout the year.
1: He was. Um, so then, on the second team, uh, I don't know how much I disagree with all this stuff.
0: It's hard to disagree um, with the second team, to be honest. Yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah. I might have swapped Siakam and Tatum, maybe, but I don't know. I could see I don't know why, why is.
0: Siakam was a first team vote. Yeah, <laughs> that, me too. that was
1: weird. Like over Giannis and LeBron, that's not really? think that's,
0: that, that's not a good vote.
1: No, it's not. And then the third team is where I, I was kind of shocked. The first name that came to my mind when I saw this, there's no Joel Embiid. No, Joel Embiid. Like, that was the first thing. That's the first name I thought it was, like, Joel Embiid is that. Joel Embiid. Bef- and I think... You think he gets it? Sorry, I think go, it's go. because... Do I think I, he gets oh, it Oh, no, you think it's, he's
0: deserving over Gobert, I guess. Uh, to
1: be honest, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think a big reason why he isn't here is because he wasn't as dominant as he was last season. But this version of Joel Embiid was still pretty good. Yeah. Rudy Gobert made an all-star team. He, like, stepped up. I I get all that. I just don't think that the impact was quite there. Because Embiid still... Even this version of it is still basically everything for Philly. and
0: Simmons,
1: basically. I was just looking at their box plus minus, and this isn't, you know, everything. But Embiid makes the Sixers 4.7 points better, and Gobert makes the Jazz 3.6 points 3.6? 3.6. So it's not... Is that huge? No. But for me, it's just hard to argue as great as Gobert is over Embiid when Embiid's a little better of a two way player than Gobert is and just a little bit better yeah, overall. I
0: think what happened there probably was the. It's just, yeah, what you were saying, he didn't play as well. He, you could tell he wasn't playing as hard as he was last year in the regular season. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why the team, the voters went lean Gobert on that one. Yeah. So, so that again. What do you think of the um, Russell Westbrook selection?
1: See, the thing is, is like he had this awesome stretch. Yeah, early. Just before the bubble yeah.
0: stopped. I think the recency bias is like getting to me because I feel like he shouldn't be on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe it's because he he had a really terrible playoffs. <laughs> um, you, there are other guys that I really could have. One name I was surprised not to see here was
0: Chris Middleton. Yeah. Too. Didn't weren't you saying something about the the forward yeah, that, guard that, thing? That, that, that was the biggest snub. I think I like, probably he should be there over with. because I think his votes were split between guards and forwards, so he didn't get enough points in either force, either position, to make the team.
1: Yeah. So. So the, yeah, exactly. So the interesting thing is, is that if you look at the total points here, Ben Simmons sixty one, Russell Westbrook fifty six, Chris Middleton eighty two.
0: Yeah, eighty two. So it's a it's he you should be on there to be honest. He should definitely be on there.
1: Yeah, that that was the second name I thought. I was like, wait, Chris Middleton should be on here. I would take Middleton over maybe Ben Simmons, mm. maybe Russell Westbrook. One
0: definitely definitely one of those two guards. Yeah, could probably. I think you could probably argue, and maybe no, can't argue. No, no, sorry. I was thinking maybe Tatum or Butler, but no, those two guys played really well this season.
1: No, yeah, those two deserve to be on there.
0: So yeah, it's pretty much that's the biggest snub out of everyone.
1: and it, Oh, yeah, Chris Middleton.
0: Basically because of the position, which kind of sucks for him. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, another interesting thing about this uh, ballot. Uh, who is this guy that's in love with Andre Drummond? <laughs> like, he got a second team vote. Like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Uh, he got all defensive votes. He's gotten... Deep votes boy. here for all NBA defensive player. You got defensive player votes. Like, who is this guy? Who loves Andre Drummond? <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, I want to know who this person this guy, is,
0: so we never give him a ballot again. He's clearly just homing, man. He is a homer. I'm surprised you didn't put him on the first team. God, yeah, seriously. Like, huh? <laughs> I can't. I can't make that stretch. Gotta put it, like you gotta make it realistic, but even then it's not realistic. He shouldn't be anywhere near.
1: No, it, it, he's a good player, but not this year. No. Yeah. No chance. No chance over Joel and Bam Adebayo. No way.
0: Yeah.
1: Drummond got more second team votes than Adebayo and Carl Anthony Towns
0: <laughs> combined. <laughs> yeah, Adebayo. <laughs> oh, Adebayo. Adebayo was a good shot for third for third team, but Gosh. not over Embiid. Already. Yeah.
1: Not over MB. You could argue go bear, yeah, but I wouldn't. It's argu- it's it's tough, but Bam has a, had an awesome season. Yeah. Great, great season. Um here's another there are two other names that I thought of. I don't necessarily think that Bradley Beal should have made a team. That was the big outrage on Twitter. Um, that was a big outrage on Twitter, which I
0: understand. He but, scored yeah, you he, know he's putting up big stats, but the, the Wizards were not; yeah. were nowhere near the playoffs. Well, they were yeah. somewhat near, but yeah. not really. I could,
1: I could see Bradley Beal over Simmons or Westbrook, but you know, it, I wouldn't. I see an argument, but I wouldn't argue it. Um, I think, one argument that I might have made closer to it. Sorry, is Devin Booker? He is not, He's not in this ballot. <laughs> he's not in this ballot at all. He didn't get a vote. Did he make the all bubble team? He did. At least he got credit I there. I really <laughs> I know, but like Devin Booker is a guy you might have really argued like okay, may, there there might have been something there.
0: Yeah, um, I am surprised to get any votes. Um I, I think when I, I listened to the the low post uh about their all NBA's and they, his name definitely came up in that in that pod, but I don't think any of them I think there's was between Zach Lowe, Rachel Nichols and Howard Ben. Yeah. They did. They, they all They had talked about Booker, but they did not. I don't think any of them voted. Clearly, none of them voted.
1: <laughs> Which I can see. I think they some of this may be leaning towards like not because they weren't playoff teams.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, that's what I th- that's what that's what you're going to say about the the all NBA teams definitely reward definitely leans towards um winning teams.
1: Yeah. Which some of it I agree with. I think that in this case, um as good as Philly and Houston were, which is like pretty good, but not great. Like it's, it becomes down to how much was Simmons adding to that amount of success versus if you take Devin Booker away from Phoenix, are they potentially getting the first pick? Which is not an insignificant jump. You know what I mean? Same thing with the wizards Mm. with John wall being out so long. Yeah. Frankly, other than Bradley Beale and Rui Hachimura and Davis Bertans, I have no idea who's on that roster. <laughs> those- I genuinely, like... <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, who is their starting point guard? Who is their center? I, always- I have
0: no idea. Yeah, those are... like. Those are the three names I know from the Wizards, man. And we're supposed to be basketball encyclopedias.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're clearly not. Because, like, I, I mean, for teams, I don't give a crap about it. I, just, I don't. <laughs> um but yeah, so there were a lot of names that were left out. Um, Mitchell. But it's it's hard to argue majority of these. I would have argued for a couple of other guys, though.
0: I think for me, the as we discussed earlier, really the biggest snubs... The biggest snub is Chris Middleton.
1: And not far behind, in my opinion, is mm. Embiid. Shall we uh, move on to the last part of this, which is... Giannis officially got his MVP. <laughs> um, uh, poor and, guy. Yeah, which is super awkward. Regardless of what happened in the playoffs, he is, I do think he is a regular season MVP. And I mean, doesn't this count as regular season? Should he yet? have been unit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should LeBron get some love here? Yeah, absolutely. But he gets enough love that I don't think Giannis was unanimous. But I don't think that LeBron was the MVP. LeBron was pissed about it. I don't know if he, <laughs> he his post game
0: earlier, oh, in game saw. one and in Twitter, 16 yeah. first place votes, he was saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which he was pissed about. And I understand. See, so what I thought he was doing was, like, you know how Jordan and Kobe would be like, they would create this, like,
0: um, motivation
1: slander in their yeah. head. They would create motivation. I thought LeBron was doing that too. But then he kept going on a rant and starts talking about Marc Gasol <laughs> in 2013. And I'm just like, wait, what? Are you? So you're, act, you're actually talking about the media voting. voting right now. You're really talking about the media voting right now. Like, like he was talking about in 2013, Marc Gasol was a defense player of the year, but he second was team. second yeah. team all defense, which makes no sense. Um, and I get that, but it's like, wait, are, are you, so you're actually <laughs> upset about the voting. I thought you were like trying to motivate yourself. Like that I would understand. Cause like, re- like this isn't, this is nothing new. It's, like, one of the reasons Kobe Bryant only had one MVP. Yeah. And Steve Nash has two. Yeah. Right? Like, Shaquille O'Neal has one MVP. Right? Like, you can't really, like, be this upset about it considering you have four MVPs.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess the thing is, he, people are pointing out Giannis has the depoy and the MVP. Like, uh, two, only two other players have done that the same season. And I think LeBron said, oh, in 2013, I could have had that, but Marcus Gasol yeah, but was on the second like, team, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah. Which just deservedly so. Miami was, what, 10th in defense and Memphis was second? Yeah.
0: I think they got it right that year. I mean, that's the, that's the best case yeah. for LeBron's defensive player. No other yeah. year, I think he was close.
1: I think one of his main points, though, if he was dead serious about that, was how, it, like, the, the voting thing is just not good. Yeah. I mean, we just spent time talking about Chris Middleton not making the team and some one person giving Andre Drummond too much love. Yeah. I get his point, but I'm but from my perspective, I'm just looking as like, are you using this as motivation? or Are you actually upset because don't you have bigger things to worry about than media member voting? You shouldn't care, man. And then he was saying like, yeah, and he was like, I've come second place so many times in my life. It's like, yeah, but you've come in first a bunch of other times like you have 4 MVPs and you have 3 titles and 3 finals MVPs like very few players have matched that are you really going to complain about the times you've
0: come in second i feel like lebron he's trying he he's really trying to along with his 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 media media army that's trying to say he's the goat he's trying to you know put those arguments out there for himself like oh he could have been Oh, he came in second so many times. So I think that's part of it. He he's playing into like the the goat argument, which I feel like he should just focus on the championships. Then you know the goat combination will come
1: naturally. If he is doing this for that motivation thing, then I'm all for that because the greatest of all time have done that. But just after he goes on this rant with the Mark Gasol thing, I'm like, (laughs) no, you're you're kind of serious. He is. and it's weird. It's all about the stats, man. Like, why? Why are you so weird? All these NBA players are, like, kind of caring too much about the media. I would... I kind of wish LeBron would go back to, like, getting off social media during the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Stop stop thinking about this stuff. It's be, It's beneath you. I feel
0: like if you just focused on, like, trying to win championships rather than, you know, thinking about yeah. this stuff or you're trying to... try sure, trying for to sure. chase his stats, he'd probably be, probably be in a... Uh, better position to get the goat. <laughs> I mean, he's already in a good position to be a chap, to be in an in excellent position. He's in
1: the goat conversation, I think. It's just... Some of these things have... You been... having to advocate for yourself so much. Yeah, there it is. It's kind of a problem. Like, it's not like... When Jordan and Bill Russell, they've obviously been asked about the goat argument. And it's not like... They're out here pandering.
0: <laughs> Jordan a little bit.
1: Uh, Jordan... I guess I can't say that Jordan does it a little bit.
0: Russell doesn't care. Jordan, I feel. Well, uh, I guess since the, the with the with the last dance, he was like you know playing up himself. But whenever asked about the goat, I feel like the, a lot of, an interview comes up a lot where he's saying he always like, pays respect to the greats, you know. And then you know yeah, LeBron's sure. like, "Oh, I beat the three one. I, I beat the Warriors in twenty sixteen. So I'm the greatest."
1: Yeah, LeBron has a little bit too much of that KD in him. Which really rubs me the wrong way. It's just like, <laughs> why do you care? Why do why do our opinions matter so much? It's all to about you? It's the accolades and the stats are his brand. <laughs> I understand having a brand, but he's if you're in the goat conversation, don't you already kind of have a brand?
0: He doesn't need yeah. He doesn't need to like his 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 performances and accolades will speak for themselves. Yeah, like his his sneakers are some of the top selling sneakers. His
1: jerseys like are always the top of the charts like what exactly do you want like if you want people to love you You clearly already do some people too much there are it's not like this is unique to you like there are there's a crowd like the nick wright camp that absolutely love you there's the shannon or sorry skip bayless camp that absolutely hate you and there's a lot a whole bunch in between it's the exact same thing with jordan it's just more obvious now
0: because of social media yeah
1: I just don't understand why you care so much. I genuinely don't.
0: Let's just call let's just call let's just say we're LeBron haters and move
1: on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but
0: at the same time, it's like
1: I can hate on LeBron all I want. Why should he care? Yeah, it's the same, it, it's basically what we talk Isn't my opinion kind of, my opinion's kind of beneath him. Yeah. Skip Bayless's opinion is beneath him. Yeah. Truly, Nick Wright's, even Nick Wright's opinion as much as Nick Wright loves
0: LeBron, is beneath him. Yeah. They shouldn't care about what these, these talking heads are saying. They're just trying to say, they say stuff for views. I, I yeah. swear, Nick Wright correctly predicted the Nuggets would beat the Clippers. But I feel like he made a pick just to go anti, he didn't make a basketball argument for it, just anti, yeah, like just was, to be anti kawaii. Just that's to be the only reason, pro- yeah. It's the only reason there's no there wasn't a, that wasn't a real prediction, I feel like you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna give Nick right credit for that because he only said it out of hate and not out of basketball intelligence, which to be quite frank, he doesn't have a lot of.
0: <laughs> he sounds like he does, but he doesn't.
1: No, he doesn't. <laughs>
0: uh, he looks at a statue that's his intelligence, yeah. Uh, but we went way too far. But Giannis, deserving MVP. Remember, guys, it's a regular MVP. season award. Just because he got played out of the playoffs doesn't mean he deser- didn't deserve his regular yeah. season MVP. Yeah. All right. So that was our very
1: long episode on mostly the Clippers blowing a three-one lead. The frauds. But <laughs> yes, the frauds. <laughs> But uh, we also talked a little bit about our playoff predictions and what's going on in the playoffs so far. How shocked were you that the Clippers blew it?
0: Very. <laughs> I lost my train Fraud. of thought. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train <laughs> of thought.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, let's. we got to end this. No,
0: sorry,
1: how will... How will the rest of the playoffs turn out? Who's got next?
0: Not the Clippers. (laughs)